Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Our next guest is a Cincinnati, Ohio brewery owner and Army veteran who is making headlines for his unusual diet during Lent, getting all of his calories just from beer. And along the way, he's raising money for the Ken Anderson Alliance, helping adults with disabilities. Please welcome, Dell Hall. Hey Dell, how have you been? <laughs> what? Let me get this donut out of my mouth first. Right? <laughs> Listen, you gotta, you gotta carb load a little bit for this, uh, for the 40 days starts. So 40 days, 40 nights, no food, only beer. Uh, for Lent, and this is not the first time you've done it. How much weight did you lose last year? Uh, so last year I lost 40 pounds. And basically what I, you know, every year I lose, I've done this four years now, I lose about 40, 50 pounds. Throughout the year I put about half of it back on. So I'm slowly making my way down. That's pretty great. And, you, and the doctors, and by the way, this is not... You didn't invent this, did you? This this is something, there was there was a religious order where the, the priests or the, the friars would do this. Yeah, this is like back in like the 1600s. Like the monks, you know, and then a lot of a lot of beer is brewed by monks in Europe anyway, right? Right. So they just wanted to prove to everyone like they're so hardcore that they could give up all food and live off of the beer that they brewed themselves. And, but anybody who's ever had a Chimay will tell you, yeah, you could chew it. I mean, they, they call it liquid bread for a reason. Yeah, and so you've been doing this and getting a lot of attention for it. And, and, and But it's not necessarily, you're not super religious, are you? No, I, I mean, the first year I did this, I literally got a call from the Vatican, right? I'm, I'm not Catholic. My phone showed up, the Vatican. That's amazing. I'm like, you know, what? so I answer the phone. It's this big wig, like, cardinal. And he wanted to make sure I wasn't, like, making fun of religion. I told him I wasn't Catholic. In fact, I told him that my religion is beer. Oh, you told the cardinal from the Vatican, that, no, I'm not making fun of you. My religion's beer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's like, <laughs> you see him shaking his head on the other end right now. Right? Yeah. Right? So what was his attitude like after that? Something in Latin or something. What, what, did he, what was his attitude like after that? He was actually, I ended up talking to this guy for, like, 30 minutes. And they put, like, uh, some big article, uh, you know, uh, in, like, the major, like, Catholic magazine. So I talked to the guy for, like, 30 minutes. He was great. He thought it was really cool. And I told him, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. And, you know, it's, uh, it's every, you know, the, the journey itself, you know, not eating at all. Right. You're, you go through some very spiritual things. 
No, no. They, they, listen, everybody who fasts for a, for a length of time will tell you that. Um, it, there is something about it uh, unexplainable that, uh, yeah, it, I think it's, uh, it's hard. Uh, it, also, nutrients being away from your body, I think you kind of go through some business there. Uh, I think that uh, anything that hardcore and that strange will make you, you know, have odd thoughts and take you to a different place. Um, but I want I'm really, I'm really curious about this 30 minute phone call with a Cardinal from the Vatican when they found out that you were drinking nothing but beer, like what questions he's asking you, what you guys did you joke about stuff? I mean, was he friendly at the end? And by the way, why you don't have a copy of a Vatican, like the Jesus times or whatever from the Vatican with you in it? Well, you know, I actually asked them, so I was like, Hey, so obviously the Pope knows who I am. And he was like, he was like, oh yeah, he definitely he's heard all about Stop you. It. And yeah, that's that's the reason for this call. We want to make sure that you know you're not you know kind of defaming our religion. Uh, he was super cool. He was telling me how much he likes beer. He was telling me like all the beers that like that he drinks, and he likes to like you know go on beer trips to like Germany and Belgium. He was talking about drinking sour beer. Um, the dude, the dude was a big beer fan, and I think you know like we hit it off. I just love the fact that you just told me that you had the, the balls to ask, hey, so the, so the Pope knows who I am? That's that's fantastic. <laughs> oh. If the phone comes up, Vatican City, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, who is this? You know? oh, I, I would be, I'd be wondering it. I don't know that I would ask, but I just think that's fantastic you did because you didn't miss the moment. And I'd be like, hey, can you send me one of those little hats or one of the big hats? Either one. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I did ask for, though? I asked for, like, one of those proclamations. You ever seen that where, like, the Pope signs, like, a yeah. And I was like, hey, can I get one of those? And they were like, no, it, those are only for Catholics. <laughs> Dude, it would be nice if, he, if he'd have gotten the Pope just write an autograph that says, Dell is cool, Pope, <laughs> you know. Something. Right. Put some holy water on it. Whatever, man. Whatever. Just, just like, just like, hi, hi, Dell, the Pope. Whatever. <laughs> you think, do you have the guy's number? Have you ever thought about calling him back and saying, I'm still doing this? Uh, no, I haven't. Although I just did a TV show in uh, in Germany, and this guy originally was from Germany before, you know, like that's how he came up through the ranks of the Catholic Church. So I hope maybe he saw that. Maybe he'll call me back. Yeah, listen. I, if you're wondering who we're talking to right now, his name's Del Hall. We met Del a year or two ago, and then, of course, by the way, how's our girl Patty, who works for you? <laughs> Patty's great. Uh, she's one of the best followers on social media ever, dude. She's on fire. She's she's super hot. She's super friendly all the time. Like what you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better uh, person to work for you and, and to sling at your bar and to get on social media. She's you know of course with Jesse and works up at Sturgis with us every year. And she is a she's a goddamn handful is what she is. She's a firecracker if there ever was one. Listen, if, you know. And by the way, is she is she got a hardcore guy now or is she still just single? No, I mean, as far as I know, it's it's uh, single and looking to mingle. She is. She's she's, she's scary Although to me. Vince, Vince Neil wasn't. Vince Neil was in town a couple weeks ago for for a show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was you know backstage with Vince again. You know, they they used to date. I remember. Yeah. No. No. She's she is again. She is a handful, and she'll uh, she'll drink you under the table. She'll leave you for dead. I mean, she's and she won't think twice about. It. She'll wave at you, and you'll thank her for it the next time you see it. <laughs> So, uh, if you're in town, you can stop by. Now, where's your bar at in uh, Cincinnati? Yeah, so we're uh, just out about 20 minutes from downtown. It's called Mason, Ohio. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, a full-service craft brewery. Have 16 taps of beer flowing at all times. Really good, uh, you know, wood-fired pizzas and stuff like that, uh, which makes it very hard because I smell that stuff all the time. 
All right, and listen, and, and listen, you, you're going to go without food for 40 days, and you will lose 40 to 50 pounds, and it can be dangerous. A doctor is, you know, watching you and, and, and doing blood on you, uh, but there is a reason behind all this. It's funny, and it's incredible to get a call from the Vatican and be, get all this notoriety and, and, and talk about this, but it's uh, for the Ken Anderson Alliance. Yeah, so, you know, I have a, a 15-year-old daughter with uh, cerebral palsy, you know, Right. So when it comes to, to disabilities, it's very near and dear to my heart. Ken Anderson was, you know, the NFL MVP when I was seven years old, like from my hometown football team. This guy was like my childhood hero. For him to, like, you know, start an alliance years ago that helps adults with disabilities, you know, I've been chipping in now and doing, you know, we do huge tailgates for the Bengals games. We, um, I did a special beer just for Ken Anderson, which raised money for his, uh, his alliance as well. So to have that connection, to have, like, one of my childhood heroes working with me now and for me to be able to help raise money for their organization, you know, I'm on cloud nine. Excellent, man. You can just uh, do that donation, KenAndersonAlliance.org. You can read about it, and uh, you can find out for yourself. Listen, I, I didn't realize that they had us on a short leash in terms of time. So, uh, man, it was good to hear your voice. Say hi to Patty for us, and uh, we'll check back in with you by the end of Lent. Uh, I sure will. Thanks. All right, brother. Take care, man. Bye. I didn't realize that, Jay. Yeah, they got him a tour because he's doing uh, he's doing television today as well. Getting a call from the Vatican might be the greatest thing that's ever happened. That's that's so ridiculous. I'd be like, is that say the Vatican? Almost? That's uh, that's so made up. It's awesome. First of all, I'd be afraid to answer. <laughs> Second of all, we've been meaning to get in touch with you, John. Right, I know, right. <laughs> You have a quote for the Catholic crier? Yeah, yeah, but wouldn't it be fantastic? You'd be like, what? <laughs> you cardinal who? And then the Pope knows about me? <laughs> he absolutely does. You're like, what? <laughs> His autograph. H- hello, can I help you? Uh, yeah, we'd like to talk about your masturbation. <laughs> I know. I was like, you can see that? God sees everything. Jesus Christ, he tells you about it? He really does. <laughs> <laughs> we have a snow globe and we watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Zach Benton, uh, former U.S. Marine sniper and private security bodyguard. Uh, so he did, uh, not surprisingly, all 21 days, but not easy. Still not easy. Our next guest is an Austin, Texas-based former Marine scout sniper and private security contractor for the United States government who served three tours of duty in Iraq. And he's put the skills he's learned to use taking on the wilds of Santa Catalina, Colombia on the Discovery series, Naked and Afraid, now streaming on Discovery+. Plus. Please welcome, Zach Benton. Hey Zach, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, good morning. Thanks for having me. You are. So, we're just talking about the inhospitable nature of uh, the Amazon and Colombia and, and everything that goes along with it. That's, that's I neither want to be naked nor afraid, uh, unarmed or without food or shelter there. Yeah, that was a very, very uncomfortable experience. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, and I didn't. I don't know why, but I thought there was money at the end of uh, when you win the, when you win naked and afraid when you go all twenty one. No, there's no prize at the end of it like on other shows. They really aren't trying to incentivize just the masses to come out and do it. They're looking for survivalists, and so there's you know there's a small stipend that they give you for your time, but it isn't changing your life kind of money. So, right? No, it's more about the experience and, and if you can do it. Yeah, and I mean, so they tell you, they drop you into, uh, for 21 days, you've got to make it. You've got to find your own food, your own shelter. You've got to provide for yourself. You've got to defend yourself. And uh, it is, it is again, Colombia is is a real inhospitable place uh, for many reasons. Uh, you know, I've done uh, Iquitos in Peru and, and, you know, Cusco and, and climb Machu Picchu and up, and up the Amazon a uh, 100 kilometers and, and for a few days. But nothing, nothing to resemble what you were out there doing. Yeah, so you have a, a personal experience with that kind of environment. Uh, it was it was pretty savage. It was very, very difficult to, one, just take on an environment I'm not used to. I've never been in South America. I've never been in a jungle such as that before, and especially not naked or in a survival uh, situation. So the whole thing was, was super out of my element and a legitimate challenge. There's nothing fake about it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it was very difficult. But, but, well, I just think about all that we went through with the, or just the clothing alone to protect ourselves from the insects. Like, I'm going to die of deep poisoning at some point in my life because of that trip. <laughs> yeah, I actually felt bad for the crew out there because, you know, they're out there somewhat filming uh, for us, but they were head to toe. Yeah. You know, snake bite boots, the mosquito thing, everything, trying to protect themselves from the elements. And I'm naked right next to him out there. <laughs> and uh, I, I did. It was super humid. The, the weight and the things that they had to endure. It, there were times I felt worse for the crew than I did myself. Well, and, they, and then, you know, you, you get to the 21 days. Like, at the end, like when you're at 19 and 20, obviously you're built a certain way. You're, you've, you've been sure. through sniper school. You've, you've done three tours in Iraq and Fallujah. There's, a, there's a, 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 a lack of quit in you that other people don't, they don't have that. Uh, so you were never close to quitting, I don't, or were you? No, I was. That was never an option, and I knew that going in that that quitting wasn't. Sorry, my got a three year old. Um, quitting wasn't on the table, and that was mostly because of the community of which I belong. There's no way that I could ever continue on. Uh, with that, with those guys having not represented them well, and so I knew that going in, and that was a factor in my decision. Like, can I, 
take this on because if I do it, it's 100%. By the way, I have, I have a buddy with a two-year-old and a three-year-old, and he would literally walk into the jungle naked and alone <laughs> just to take 21 days off, I think. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> He's got to barter with mine to put clothes on half the time. So, yeah. he put. I don't know if you've seen the episode yet, but some of the things that I made, I made a pair of shoes out there, and he actually put them on last night and was walking around the house. And, Telling the producer to put him in the jungle. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Well, listen, I've heard my friend look at his kid in all seriousness and go, we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, uh, hey, tell me about your background. And uh, I know that you did uh, sniper school and you were a sniper in, from 2003 to seven, but you also went back and you were working as a private security in Baghdad. I did. Yes. Uh, Marine Corps 0307, primarily a sniper billet there. Uh, I did fire department in and EMS for five years after that, tried to be a real person, didn't stick, and went back overseas with the the community that I knew and reached out to them like I need another gig. And so a lot of my friends were in Baghdad uh, with Triple Canopy at the time. They recently changed, but I went back over there and was doing that as a medic, and they call it a DDM, a Designated Defensive Marksman. And so I was doing that as primarily just bodyguard security for, for U.S. diplomats, I've, I've always wondered, you know, yeah. <laughs> how, well, I just always wondered, like, oh, you know, because you think to yourself, you know, you thank people for their service because they put themselves in harm's way, and it's a very dangerous place to be. And I've had a couple of friends. Uh, Charlie Shoesmith was a friend. He was a Marine that went back, and then uh, a couple more that went back and, and did some work like that. And I always thought, is that the pay? Is it just that's what you know? That's what you enjoy? That's Is it just you feel more comfortable there after that experience? Imagine spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you know, for however long you're in. I was in for four years with primarily the same three dudes. I had a four-man sniper team. We ate together, we slept together, we did missions together, and we partied together for four years. And then, boom, I got out of the Marine Corps, and I, I was sent home two weeks after I got back from Fallujah on my third tour. And it was really the solitude right. that wrecked me. And I hadn't been alone. I hadn't been, at least to that capacity, um, ever. And after having experienced that camaraderie and that, that unit, that tribe, and then to have it taken away, that was the hardest part for me. And so I didn't feel like I really fit in anywhere. No one that I knew had the experiences that I right. had. Right. And so going back to Baghdad was a really difficult decision uh, just because of the experiences I had uh, in that country beforehand and trying to like put it all behind me. But to get back into the tribe changed my life, and it helped me recover from the experiences that I had had. And to face that fear and go back to that country and get back in the game and work through it, and it was really therapeutic, and it was the best decision I ever made. That's um. It really is. It's fascinating to me because I, I, you know, you can only try to understand everything that you're laying out for us because we've never experienced it. But you know, you and the, the other three, do you do you do you reach out pretty constantly, or or is since it's it's done, do you guys just separate forever? My partner. Yeah, you're well. The guys you were there originally, your sniper team. Oh no! Yeah, I tell. I still talk with a number of them regularly. Uh, some of them more often than others, obviously, but I have I built such a network through the Marine Corps, the fire department, and then the different programs overseas that I've been on 
that I stay very busy. My wife says, get off your phone. Who are you talking to right now? And it is. There's probably about 15 people that I communicate with on almost a daily basis. Yeah, no, I, I do understand that, man. That brotherhood is something. And it, it is, it's the family that you choose. And there's, you know, anybody who goes through anything that that dangerous, that hard, that emotionally just uh, horrifying, sure. you know, I mean, you're, you're always going to be bonded in something that nobody else can ever understand. Absolutely. It's something that I've always found kind of funny. They, we, people talk about the the bond in the Marine Corps and how it's unique. And and I, I think that that's true. And I think that some of that reasoning is that the suffrage that we endure is at such a level that I, I don't know that the other, or some of the other units or, or branches that did it, because I think they were taken care of better than we were. Yeah. And so we just had, you know, the short end of the budget, the short end of the equipment, the short end of everything. And what felt like twice as much work to do. And so in just enduring that suck with somebody, it, it creates a bond that, that lasts a long time. If you're just joining the show, Zach Benton, he's a former uh, sniper in the, in the Marines and a private security bodyguard uh, that he did afterwards. But you guys will be able to see him in Naked and Afraid, now on Discovery and Discovery Plus, 21 days left in the jungles of Columbia. But you guys don't know that if, unless you read about this stuff. Like with a sniper, what was the longest you ever had to be, because like, you'll go out, you'll get your position, you're laying on the ground prone, you're, you're trying to become invisible, you've got a target that you, you're, you're, you're watching or looking for, and you can move, but it's got to be incredibly slowly. What's the longest you were ever out there on the ground waiting and watching? Um, so in training, they set up things that, I mean, Hell Week is a week long, but you do move and you change locations. So, you know, 12, 24 hours, of really just laying in one spot until you get the cover of darkness or something so that you can move and relocate or, or just get up and stretch. Uh, there have been missions where you, we did, we, I've spent, I think, four days in a bomb crater observing a city through a periscope. And at night we would all just crawl out of that bomb crater and try to stretch out and like do jumping jacks and do something to get our blood moving. Um, so, I mean, it'd be a difficult thing to, I'd have to spend probably more time than you want to try and actually find the longest, but it, it varies hours to days, and, and it is, it's rough. You, you have to find ways to allow yourself to move and set up a hide site that, that doesn't restrict you like that, because it just makes your quality of life so much worse that you can't operate, you can't function. I, I can't wait to watch this on Discovery, man. The uh, uh, naked and afraid. Not, I'm not all that excited about seeing you naked, but you know, beyond that, <laughs> it's a brother. That's the weird thing, isn't it? When you're protected with pants, and and there's insects and snakes and stuff, there's just an inherent fear for our own uh, body parts that you're like, that would be and my feet. That's the other thing. Like that would be the, the hardest part for me to get past. I'm not an embarrassed guy. Like I don't care what anybody sees. It's it's the fact sure. that I've, you're just so much more vulnerable. Absolutely. It is the maximum level of vulnerability. You yeah. have been stripped of everything. And, and it, uh, I would, it's easily a 90% mental game. You have to be physically capable of the tasks. Obviously, if you have some sort of handicap that you're unable to do something, it doesn't work. But if you are physically capable, the entire challenge is mental. If you had to choose shorts or shoes in that situation, what, what do you take? 
shoes, a hundred percent. I could have made either yeah. one of those, and I made the shoes. Well yeah, no, you're right. You're always that shoes, was, always shoes. Absolutely. I mean, it expedited every task I had. Yeah. Everything I did, I was able to do faster, and it's the comfort of mind to not expect or anticipate pain with every step that you take brought a lot of peace. Because every time I went anywhere, it was excruciating to move. The thorns out there were just savage. So to actually have consistent pressure on my foot where I could anticipate what each step felt like and not think about just that opened up a lot of doors and and made everything I did faster. Zach, anytime. You're always welcome here, man. And uh, (laughs) for some reason, I feel like you're going to want to do some more stuff that we're going to end up talking about. There's been some discussions, and I don't know where it'll lead, but I, I hope so. I hope you're right. Right on, man. Take care, my friend. Stay there. Interesting cat. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.